0: Welcome to the Florida Madcaps, your ultimate guide to experiencing fantastic and unique destinations across our magnificent state. Join us while we lead you on a journey of exploration, recreation, and conservation. The popularity of Florida's natural wonders is on the rise, and our mission is to be your go-to source for conscientious recreation. We encourage you to get out and explore these breathtaking sites, and to leave them even better than you found them, through individual actions and group advocacy. Join the Florida Madcaps as we discover the beauty of our incredible state together.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Florida Madcaps Podcast. It's me, Ryan, aka the Florida Excursionist, and I'm here with the Florida famous, the Sunshine State Seekers.
2: Hey there. Seeking.
1: can <laughs> Yeah. All right. Today we're actually doing an episode that was recommended to us by one of our listeners, Rachel Roman, about backcountry camping. Let's discuss what's the difference between backcountry and front country. Because I know that all the gear that I see, maybe at like RAI or whatnot, they're always talking about backcountry. And nobody ever really talks about the
0: to front me, country. Like the delineating line is like the difference between like car camping. And yeah. other camping, like and you have to walk to it, and I'm sure there might be a different, uh, like textbook definition, but that's what I consider backcountry camping.
1: I, I think that is a textbook definition. <laughs> actually,
0: yeah. can yeah, you drive to it? Yeah.
2: Florida doesn't really have a lot of like super remote places. Yeah, um, and, and, they, and they do have some some spots. Back. It's actually really hard to to even find a backcountry site that you can't hear traffic somewhere in the background. But there's some really nice uh, spots. Way out in the wilderness. Yeah. But it's not like out west where you're literally in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the advantages to backcountry camping in Florida is that it's a lot easier to
2: get a spot than, say, a state park.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the perks to backcountry camping as well.
2: And a lot more affordable. Yeah. They're they're generally about $5 a person. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And and the state parks are actually a great part, a great uh, place to jump into this. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: State Forest and whatnot. Yeah. But both of you have a tremendous amount of experience in backcountry camping. So let's cover some of the fundamentals.
0: So we want to start with like um, just how to prepare for it and be safe. One is getting the right gear. Um, a lot of people let that hold them back okay. because gear can be expensive. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. You can start off getting just the cheapest of everything. And that's kind of what we did. We just got cheap packs, cheap stoves, and we replaced them over time as we saw appropriate with more expensive options.
1: As kind of a novice, because I have done some backcountry, but most of my gear is not backcountry. I don't camp a lot. Right. When I see something that's cheap, the equivalent to in my head is heavy.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And that's typically
0: Yeah, the case. I, mean, it, I mean there are some affordable lightweight options, they're probably not going to last very long. Okay. Now, you'll be surprised. Some of the affordable options you get end up being great. And then some of them you realize really quickly you need to do an upgrade if it's something. And I say, go ahead and get the cheap stuff because that'll at least get you out there mm-hmm. and decide that is this something for me that I want to continue to mm-hmm. do? Because if you go ahead and make those big dollar item purchases and then you realize, you know what, I don't really like this that much. Yeah. You know, that's.
2: And start with overnighters. Yeah. Start with overnighters and, and not even that big of a distance. So and- um, the, the first one that we did was actually a uh, kayaking, uh, canoeing trip that we went down to the Sewanee River, and we had limited gear there. Right. Um, That was a whole different story. (laughs) That is a type of backcountry camping, and the the Wilderness Trail is awesome. But let's just talk about, like, one of the the first ones that we did was um, Lake Louisa, and that's a great jumping off point if you're in the Central Florida area.
0: Yeah, so you wouldn't think Central Florida, that's a place for any kind of backcountry Mm -hmm. camping, right? And, I mean, technically, probably not considered backcountry camping. Yeah. It's, what, a mile to the campsite? But this is a good place to like get your feet wet. Uh, it is
2: a backpacking site though. Because it is a backpacking site. It's a mile to get to for it, sure. so um, you know you're not going to be taking a wheelbarrow with your stuff out. So you got to put it in a pack.
1: I have to say, if you have to like haul a bunch of heavy stuff a mile,
0: it I did definitely bring it's a, a long, long whole mile. bundle of wood with me.
2: Oh, that. <laughs> well, that's the caveat with that <laughs> one is as a lot of the state parks, and it depends on how far out you're going and which one it is, because some of them are a little bending the rules, it seems, with with taking the, the downed uh, So state wood. parks,
0: typically, you can't collect wood. Mm-hmm. There are some exceptions. Now, some state parks, Toria, for example, have, when you get to the backcountry sites, have a kiosk with a whole bunch of wood for you to either leave some cash and you can grab it there or uh, maybe prepay and grab it. I'm not sure. The, the friends
1: be- will normally use it as a fundraiser. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: But it's a creative way because uh, they'll truck it out to the spot, so you're not carrying it out there. Uh, Lake Louisa, on the other hand, if you want to have a fireplace, they have a gotta, fire ring.
0: Yeah, you got you to put
2: it, it on your shoulder.
0: Yeah, and you're and bringing we did a, it. You're
2: bringing a thing of wood out there with you, and it's not even that big of a deal yeah. though. because yeah. it's like a, a mile. But but to just to get a taste, there's two primitive campsites in Lake Louisa that you can you
0: can do that in. That's a good quick what they call uh, the, uh, the terms just to. Throw that out there because I know them, but a shakedown is what they call it. You're just shaking Mm. down your gear, seeing what works, what doesn't. That's a real nice, quick one to figure out what obvious things you need to change. Mm -hmm. And then you would take baby steps. Now you might want to jump right into it. Some people do. If you have the funds to go ahead and buy all the expensive, lightweight gear ahead of time and you don't really care. If you're never going to do it again and it's not for you, go ahead and, and do that. But most people don't have that uh, luxury.
1: I'll tell you what, if I drop <laughs> some money on some lightweight gear, it better last. I better not get a leak in my tent. I better not have a sleeping bag pad deflate. So those are the things that I'd be concerned about. Uh, and I've read so, reviews where that has happened.
0: Sleeping bag pad deflation, even with the nicest gear. Can happen, and that's one of the reasons I always uh, kind of double up on that luxury. I'll bring my inflatable sleeping pad, but I'll also bring accordion, what they call like Nemo. Mm-hmm. Nemo is the brand we use, but what would you call them? Just like a foam, yeah, foam pad. A- accordion, like, like, uh, accordion folds style. up with me, but uh,
2: you can use those as a uh, to sit on as well.
0: Yeah, you can so. use to sit on, and it's kind of nice They're to double to layer them because the sleeping, the inflatable ones kind of slip around your tent. Mm. So if you put the accordion one underneath it. It, it keeps it uh, if you can place. spare the
2: weight it is yeah. nice to have both like because uh, you get that. the double insulation and then um
0: if your sleeping pad for some reason is leaking at least you have that
2: and it protects the sleeping pad too because yeah. Yeah. because if you lay this the the inflated one on top of the mm-hmm. the foam and, and and so these are luxuries too that that we're just talking about one or two days like um through hikers are, are typically not t- going to be carrying both
1: no oh really no
2: i, I guess because it's uh, a trick of the trade that we've learned from like doing a couple of days it's really to
1: me having a good night's sleep while you're camping is invaluable and i've done one where i've worn myself out the last time i went camping i wore myself out right. and i just had the accordion style one thinking that might be sufficient because i hadn't camped in a while mm-hmm. i'm and. 20 something pounds and that's a lot of weight that'll just flatten the accordion out (laughs) and i was tossing and turning and sore and despite being like hiking a lot that day i did not get a decent night's
2: sleep i think that really takes some getting used to
1: yeah
0: i was gonna say we prefer having a
2: a blow up
0: yeah so let's go to the next uh, bullet point would would be planning your trip are you being dropped off somewhere? Are you leaving your car overnight? Are you getting an Uber? How, how are you situating your vehicle? Uh, is an important thing to consider because some of these backcountry uh, sites have backcountry parking mm-hmm. <laughs> options.
2: So the, the safest option there by far is a state park. Yeah. The state parks, t- um, nine times out of ten, you're, you're going to be parking your vehicle behind the gate. In the park itself, mm-hmm. and then hiking out to it. Say, like uh, Kissimmee Prairie has an awesome backcountry site that you and you got to walk through. <laughs> we've talked about this in other episodes. You got to yeah. walk through a slough and stuff to get to it. Sometimes yeah, it might be underwater, it, 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 but
1: that's a hike too to get to that mm-hmm. one.
2: Yeah, but you're um all like all of the state park ones. If you're if you're concerned about the the security of your vehicle, the state parks are the way to go. And, and I think that it's the best way to to get your feet wet, really.
0: even if you were not necessarily that's not where your hike is starting. You can leave your vehicle there and ride share, get an Uber or something to where your hike is starting. But at least your vehicle is behind a gate somewhere nearby. Typically there is a fee to keep your vehicle there. uh, And you want to talk with the ranger. It it kind of varies on location.
2: It depends. Sometimes you're Uh, you're just paying the, um, maybe the cost of the park and then um, the, the night to stay at their primitive campground.
1: Yeah. I met a, it's funny enough, I'm hiking through Ocala National Forest. And as you both know, I'm kind of a, a tall, big guy. And when I meet hikers on the trail, sometimes they may not acknowledge me if we're remote because I don't know if I'm intimidating or what. But I met a section hiker and I knew it was a section hiker because she stopped and would chit and we chit chatted for like 20 minutes. But what she said she did was I parked my car at a park where there's camping and I paid like, a fee. Yeah. But, yeah. That was interesting. Section Hiker had not seen people maybe in a couple of days. I was like, hey!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you're unsure and you think it's sketchy leaving your car somewhere...
0: It might be sketchy. Maybe don't. because yeah. Because
2: there are... I mean, not to say, you know, we have left our, our car some places. And then if you do... You, leave, uh,
0: uh, leave something on your car. And this is somewhat controversial because people say don't do this because then people know how long you're out there for. But I would say at least leave your contact information and you can leave some vague, open-ended plans on mm-hmm. there. We and, usually
2: put our phone number and yeah. say we're coming back, say, next day or whatever. Right. The date.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've, we've, Because
2: we've had two situations. Where yeah. we didn't do
0: this. Uh, you want to describe one of those?
2: Uh, well Torio was one of them and and I think the other one was uh Econ Fina, Yeah. Where we left it at the uh, the Thompson Trailhead. I yeah, we my... didn't
0: leave notes on our card Scott Road. That time and we had our phones off. So please police- can find your phone number based off your license plate. When you register your license plate, you put your phone number and stuff on there. So we were conserving our phone batteries, had them off, and went camping. Uh, and the next day, we wake up and turn our phones on. It's like boop, boop 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 boop, million notifications on our phone. And then our ring app has a sheriff coming to our door. We're like, "What happened?" And it uh,
2: it wasn't a matter of us trespassing or them no. being or being wary that we were doing something out there. They wanted to make sure we were okay, like a wellness yeah. check so like 300 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> they they contacted the Seminole County Sheriff who came to our door to make sure that someone didn't steal our car i don't yeah. know what kind of scenario that was <laughs>
0: who knows you know
1: so, so what happened at toria i'm interested
2: to hear uh, about that
0: toria uh, we had actually so there was a storm that came through the night before and we were like back and forth of whether we were going to even do the hike oh, or not that, This was that trip yeah. they want to make sure we were okay And they wanted to make sure we were okay the but storm we was pretty were nasty. like you know what? we did tell them we're, we decided we're doing it and we're going uh but i guess a different group of hikers got oh, lost yeah. on that that's trip that's right Oh really? And they weren't we're not, sure if it was they, our party. Yeah, they didn't know if it was us or not. So they ended up calling us. And we did park at a at the trailhead and leave our car there. And that
2: was different because we gave them all of our plans. Yeah. And we left our car at the campground there. Yeah. Whereas um the econ final one we we didn't and um they weren't quite sure what we were doing.
1: Oh, that's that's interesting because yeah, I remember you said you were At Torrey State Park when, like, it was thunder and lightning and a nasty storm.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: That was the first time we went out there. It It did end up being
0: a wonderful hike, though.
2: Yes. Those those backcountry campsites are awesome there.
1: (laughs) I will say, the Seekers have endured some interesting situations when they've been camping, so I trust their sound advice. because There's things (laughs) we (laughs) wouldn't
0: do again. That was one that I have wonderful memories of but probably there was there was a moment of when what i've said before there's there's things that are scary and fun and they're thrilling yeah this type that was a type uh, two yeah this was a little more scary (laughs) than thrilling with the lightning yeah uh when you're on bluffs too yeah you know
1: no i I just some of your camping stories are absolutely amazing and i don't mean that like what were you thinking like like wow you guys you guys encountered this situation you overcame and you're all right on the other end. So that was pretty cool. Leaving a note with with some contact information in your car. I would say also check the area out. I yeah. personally, like Ocala National Forest, I don't think I'd leave my vehicle there. I went just day hiking once and returned. And some suspicious characters were taking a look at my Scion XB. When yeah. they saw me come through the trailhead, they quickly took off. They didn't seem like they were hikers to me.
0: Yeah, uh, there's and there's options there. There's a lot of places that do. um,
2: There are a few spots. If uh, you go to the concessionaires, um, say if you leave your car inside of uh, Alexander, Clearwater, Juniper. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. like a a fee.
0: It's it's again, it it might be worth Mm
2: -hmm. the the five, 10 bucks to leave your car. And then just
0: call somebody. Like I said, there's different services around town, people who pick you up and take you to Trailhead. I can't remember what it is the fee usually is but it's usually like 75 cents a dollar a mile. Oh, and really? you want to account for both directions cuz that person has to drop you off and pick you up or not they have to drop you off and then go back to where they came from. Mm-hmm. So that's typically for someone who's servicing you uh that'll be what that is but it's worth it if someone's not like sawing off parts of your car and stealing your muffler or whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> really yeah, catalytic
2: converter.
0: Yeah, that's that's not your muffler. E- honestly the logistics <laughs>
2: are Kind of the one of the hardest parts. Yeah, yeah, and that's why again, like we were talking about, the the Florida state parks are, are definitely the safest option.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and the
2: state forests are, are fairly safe as well, yeah. depending mm-hmm. on which one.
0: We have I have just threw that out there. Have never had any damage done to our car. No, we ever's. haven't. And we've uh, left
2: them at, at multiple. And we've uh, left them on the that side that of the road consider before. sketchy. Really? Yeah. Well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just like a little pull-offs and it looks like a sketchy parking lot and we just decided to do it anyways. We've done it. We haven't had an issue. Not everyone has been that lucky. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, cuz I was about a year ago I saw something about a hiker that they had questions about in Ocala National Forest who had their their car vandalized. I would just want that peace of
2: mind, I think personally. Yeah.
1: As much as I like to travel
0: on the That's cheap. That's how we are. Uh, it's
2: it's important to know which ones um require permits. Yeah. As well. Uh, so the state forests Used to be um, a lot a lot easier. Like you went to the the ranger station or called them and you you paid your five dollar fee and uh, you, you could say I'm gonna, I think I'm going to stay at this one tonight or whatever. But now they're all Reserve America. Mm-hmm. If you want to be legit, and and the, the problem that comes in there is if you're going to be leaving your car at one of the trailheads, um, it, you you better have a permit. Yeah, there because the, the local sheriff is probably going to. Check it out, or FWC, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that you're you're supposed to be out there. But the each individual, so to my knowledge, there is not a state forest that allows a uh, dispersed camping. Mm-hmm. So, so we I think we should touch on that. Yeah, what There's is the dispersed between, camping? Yeah, so you you've got um, car camping, mm-hmm. which is obvious and straightforward. Yep, and then you have um, permitted camping, mm-hmm. which the state forests have specific campgrounds in each state forest that are primitive campgrounds state that,
0: forest, state parks so water you're, you're
2: renting projects. a specific campsite yes okay and uh you need a permit and, and actually the water management ones are, are typically free yeah but you still need a permit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and so you go on their website and you you say i'm gonna stay here this night and you find out if it's available and bam you you get your thing you print it out put it on your uh, dashboard you better be sure that that you've, that you've got that
0: ironed out
1: yeah your ducks are in before row. you go out
2: there now um it is a lot more willy-nilly once you get into the national forest, mm-hmm. because the the one the one hardline rule that I'm aware of is if you are like the hunting wild, season,
0: the Wild if, West in the national forest. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and and see, there's there's caveats there because if there's like the juniper wilderness doesn't allow hunting.
0: Yeah, no So so ever. you
2: can disperse camp in juniper wilderness. Just camp wherever you is convenient. Okay. You can just go out there and, and put your tent wherever you want. Okay, um, and I mean and then then you get into leave no trace principles there you 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 want to be sure that you're not leaving an impact where you yeah. where you're camping so it, that's kind of there's a whole discussion there anyway but the national forests you're not allowed to disperse camp during general gun season right because obvious reasons
0: <laughs> yours everyone's safety and, and, not just yours everyone's and no and one some wants of the, to um, shoot you yeah. And, and mm-hmm. the water
2: management districts are yeah. the same way too. You some of them allow disperse camping. Mm-hmm. You're just not allowed to when there's general guns. So be aware of that. Yeah. If it if it is outside of those things, people really just enjoy it. It's not necessarily our thing, but right. you can even just take your car out into Ocala mm-hmm. and find a spot and, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna spend the night here tonight.
1: That's pretty interesting. And I'd like to say that I've noticed the more difficult it is to get to the spot, there's the more availability there is. Yes. So state parks. I've decided, hey, I might want to try camping, and it's been a challenge to get spots. Yes, especially if I'm not planning way out in advance. Mm-hmm. However, state forests, which have some amazing camping spots, they really do, also have amazing availability, but it's just inconvenient,
0: right? So and it's a lot of trade-off. them don't have, like, maybe electrical. Mm-hmm. And,
2: yeah, most don't have power and yeah, water. Um, some do.
0: Yeah, and sometimes they have water but not power. Uh,
1: the ones I went to had no water. Or pumps. Yeah.
0: And this is another thing to bring up, uh, especially if you're backcountry camping, is the proper use of a water pump you have to uh, prime it. Mm-hmm. So uh, typically, if you come across a the pump, there's going to be a bucket of- A pitcher pump, a the pit- ones that you yeah, push down. Yeah, a pitcher pump. So those old school red, typically that's you know how they are in cartoon. A lot of primitive so campsites in the middle of nowhere before, yeah. have, have these. You want to? There's going to be a bin that already has water. Typically mm-hmm. it looks horrible. It's like rusty, gross water yeah. next to it.
2: So they have like a rubber or the, a leather gasket yeah. inside mm-hmm. of them that, and they have that will dry with, out. Yeah. And if you if you hit that that pump and it's dry, you could break it easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what Chelsea was talking about. Yeah. So you
0: want to take the water and you pour it slowly into the pitcher pump and start kind of getting it going and it kind of primes it is is what the term is. And then the water starts coming out. It doesn't always work though. Sometimes you can't rely on the pitcher pumps. No. So and that's another thing we can go into is staging water if if you're worried about it. Now
1: and you you generally want to still Treat
0: yes. you always do. Water.
1: Yes. Yeah, yes.
0: it's non potable. It, you want to treat it.
2: I was just thinking that, and that's yeah. that's a huge topic because a lot of people don't know that at all. Yeah, um, getting into it. Some that, people that, are
0: also super super stubborn about it and decide yeah. that they have.
2: Some people do stomachs just
0: stomachs of steel and it drink doesn't water happen. out of the swamp. Mm.
2: And and you know what? Eight times out of ten, you're probably going to be fine. Yep. But it but it takes uh, that that water. Uh, what it really is is contamination from animals and uh yeah. Yeah. So um
1: I've drank contaminated water once <laughs> by by accident and it was not, it'll ruin your whole time.
2: Yeah. Just run it through a filter. I yeah. mean, it's, and, and eat it, even and the if worst it's groundwater the worst, from the Like
0: you bring, there's a little drops you can bring. It's like two little eyedropper bottles. Aquamira. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mix them together or and then tablets. they activate each other. And then it's like, it's basically chlorine. You chlorine treat your water. Yeah. Uh,
1: I got a pump with a filter, like one of those filters. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good too.
2: Any yeah. of those. Yeah. Usually a filter um, is fine. If it's really questionable, you want to use the drops because there are certain uh, viruses, I guess, that that are too small that won't get caught in the filter. Now, some
0: of the newer Sawyers, supposedly, I haven't used the newer ones yet, so I can't uh, speak from experience, can catch those viruses as well. Okay.
1: Um, So we've talked about the fundamentals. So let's talk about some of our favorite spots.
2: I I will say that... um, this last, like a few months ago, one of my favorite spots ever was a uh, was Saint Saint Joseph Peninsula State Park, which is, I guess, on the on the end of the Forgotten Coast, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's um, actually one that was ripped apart by Hurricane Michael yeah. a few years back, and it was in disrepair for a long time, and they just reopened it. They they paved the road back across so you can go out to it, and you have to hike about six miles out to get to the farthest site. Mm-hmm. But it's out in the middle of nowhere. We'll and have it's to right on the bay.
0: We'll have to share the photo because is that the one you like,
1: posted wow. with like you're just looking right out on the water? Yeah, yeah, with his hammock
0: there,
2: my, my, and my little camping. tent, the hammock between yeah. the two. We're, we're definitely posting that one.
1: Yeah. That was I saw that and I was like, wow. <laughs> and
2: I've traveled Florida and I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was pretty incredible. And and they were uh, just waiting for us walking by, looking at me like, what are you doing?
0: Out what here? were they waiting on? <laughs> I'm I, think, I think maybe uh, my arrival
2: to say, "Hey, you've really picked a great campsite." Oh man. look at look at Chelsea taking Chris's <laughs> job.
0: Yeah. So, can I go on my favorite? Sure.
2: Maybe they were going to be like uh, this. This campsite's for the birds. Ah. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> if you're through hiking the Florida National Scenic Trail, that's a lot of what you're doing mm-hmm. is backcountry camping. The Bull Creek. Little Scrub. That was a cool one. Yeah. So we did that as part of our section hike, and it happened to be that that night got cold.
2: It was a very cold So
1: what section of Florida are we talking about? Where at?
0: It's like.
2: It's it's hard to say. Uh, south Kenan, like uh, uh, Yeehaw Junction, Yeehaw <laughs> so Junction, near is a, Yeehaw is the Junction. Best, yeah. Okay, not quite, is but, but that's the best way to pinpoint Prairie? where it is. Yes.
0: Yeah. So yeah, north. Of, like so. If you were through hiking and you come through Kissimmee Prairie, it'd be the north. Okay. North of that, not much. A
2: little bit, a little bit
1: north of Okeechobee. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going.
0: So is that right, north of Okeechobee? Yeah. So <laughs> we get there. Uh, the campsite was beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like the perfect scrub. Lots of I don't know why the trees were down. Was there a burn or was it from a storm?
2: They just old. Were they yeah, cut? Yeah, lots okay. no,
0: Lots of just down sand pine, dead, dead brown and down. Yeah, and it got cold. That
2: It night. was FWC property. Yeah. So, so also that's the thing to know. Like we were saying earlier, you got sometimes have to bring your wood in if it's a state park.
0: You don't have to at this. Okay,
2: uh, FWC. so
1: so what what you find is what you can use. Yeah,
0: and we were cold and we're, we were, we were having a good time. And just wanted to hang out by the fire, Uh, and so we collected our firewood, and sand pine burns... Like, it's supposed to burn, which is very well.
2: Faster than we could imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and I, I swear. I mean, we argue about how many trees we have. <laughs> At least four
2: to... complete yeah. sand pine trees.
0: <laughs> must have been 20-foot sand It pines. was. <laughs> it was a chilly night. And then we got into our tent and woke up the next morning. And Because your condensation from your breathing will collect. When we woke up, our whole tent was covered in uh, a thin layer of dusty ice. I remember I poked my head out and poked my head back in. Chris was like... What's all over your face? It was like the little, what is that? Ice crystals. Oh, yeah, frost, frost on
1: Frost my was eyelashes. on the zipper when it, and it fell on my face. And <laughs> yeah.
2: in a typical Florida fashion, by noon, we were, had our, our T-shirts. Yeah, it's so short and
0: tank tops. Yeah,
2: and. sounds like Florida. <laughs> I, what I like
1: is uh, the primitive area at Goldhead. The one thing I like about that is the view. So you're, you're tucked away in this, this oak hammock, but if you look out in the morning... This one is interesting. It does have running water. There is a ravine nearby where you can just collect water and treat it if you like. Uh, there's no, no bathrooms, but you're in this oak hammock. And there's a pavilion, oddly enough, uh, with some picnic tables. But past that is just Lake Johnson. So you're looking out past these sand pines, thinly dispersed sand pines. And you can see the sun come up and it's absolutely beautiful. And you're alone, you're away from everybody else in that park, which is, is great. You don't have to hike terribly long to get there, but you do you you park, I think, at the mill site and just uh, hike in. The the one thing I will say this is not only is it not cool, but it, it's just not good practice, is if you need firewood and you cut oak trees. No, uh, especially yeah, not every cut them live. I see that a lot. It's not
0: gonna I mean, it's burn not, well, first of all. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're you're, you're but gonna it's gonna not allowed no matter
2: where you go. They don't they don't nobody allows you to cut them yeah.
0: live. So we say brown and down.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be wet wood. And small.
0: Yeah. You're you gonna, don't want to get like a even if the tree is dead and a giant trunk, that's not that's not what you want.
1: Yeah. And you're gonna need napalm to actually yeah. get that that fire started. Because it's just it's wet. Wet wood even if you have like a lot of fat lighter or, you know, a decent mm-hmm. starting something, it's just not going to work.
2: I don't think napalm's on the 10 essentials either.
0: No.
1: Do they have it at REI?
0: <laughs> One thing <laughs> that you made me want to bring up is you mentioned restrooms. Uh, ah, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> there aren't any. Um, so you and, do,
2: do need yeah. to think about that sort of thing.
1: Oh, smooth.
0: Uh, and so if you're doing this, bring a shovel, a little trowel, there's little plastic trowels they sell at various locations, yeah. Uh, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wherever. And you just want to dig yourself a little hole. How I don't remember what six the, inches. Know, yeah. So six inches. I was going to say about that anyways. And that's to bury what you make and your paper. Florida um, recreation in general is getting more popular. It used to be that you didn't have to worry about it. You could just bury it and be on your way. I say find some twigs next to you and put an X on top of it. I have a knack of digging up already dug cat holes. Really?
1: I've never done that. I haven't done that
0: yet. I have done it twice. Holy. Which I'd say that, you know. Out of all the times I've done that, that's not that many times. But still, once but, is more than enough. <laughs> yeah. So put a little X marks to spot. Then someone knows not to dig there. Because it was definitely something like the day before.
1: Ooh, oh, <laughs> that was
2: put oh and then you got to clean off your trowel. And, oh, terrible.
0: You know, just, and those are things you want to think of. Is the
2: mentality kind of like geocaching? You're like, <laughs> That looks like a good spot. Yeah,
0: I think it must be. It must be, you know, everyone's like, where's a good spot to do my business? That's a good spot. We're all humans, have similar life experiences, come to the same conclusion. So
1: (laughs) when I've had to do something substantial on the trail, usually it catches me a little bit off guard and I don't really, I, I just choose what's nearby immediately. A lot
0: immediately. of time, time is of the
1: essence. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I'll put a little plug here. I went and bought a quite inexpensive trowel from Leave No Trace,
0: uh-huh.
1: and it's pretty cool. Uh, it's plastic, it's lightweight, and while you're doing your business, you can read the Leave no trace principles that are printed on the side of the oh, trial. That's big. Yeah, it's a good. So it reminds if you of no ha- signal on your phone. Yeah, you're just <laughs> sitting there reading and leave no trace principles. It tells you exactly what you need to do right there on the trial. Six inches. Da 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 da. It's great. All right, so uh, we're coming close on time. How about rapid fire? What are some great places to do some backcountry? I'll say that if you, there's a Chapman campground on. The Pioneer Trail at Jennings State Forest. Now, the takeaway from this, which is a downer, is it's along the trail. The trail kind of splits, and you can go one or two mm-hmm. ways. But the trail goes right by the campsite, if that's your thing. I prefer to be away from people. Right.
2: We've stated those ones. Yeah. So.
1: But it is right on the, the North Fork of the Black Creek. It's right there on the bank, and it is beautiful. Um, that's one that I have not done, but I would love to go to.
0: Just one that people might not consider, and we talk it up a lot, but it's right in Central Florida, would be the Charles Bronson mm-hmm. State Forest, which we've... I've hired. got three. Yeah, you know. I
2: think they... I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to say which one's the nicest one. Probably the county line, because you actually have to get out to it. Yeah. Chris, which uh, one would you get? Oh, geez. I mean, I, I probably the, the one I talked about in St. Joseph, and that was just recently, but also St. George Island. Mm-hmm. Okay, has a couple on the the backside of the island that I I hiked to, and and I said this exact word for word on an episode, not not too long. Uh, we just posted it, but, yeah. Uh, that I kicked myself because it was it was supposed to be the end of my trip that I that I excursed mm-hmm. out to because I'm also an excursionist. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. I remember that one looked absolutely amazing. Okay, it was, was was right on the bay, but um. I don't know. Those are kind of like the the typical. I think when people think like, where where am I going to backcountry camp in Florida? I'd say like, right on the right on the water, but it doesn't have to be on the water.
0: Swanee River.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, uh, man.
0: Great options. There's tons of options yeah. along the Florida the National Florida sea Trail. Trail. So, so the you- Florida
2: Trail's got a ton of designated campsites. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. a lot of those are free. You, uh-huh. the, the 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 trickiest thing with the Florida Trail is going back to um it, with most of the Florida Trail really is is figuring out how to. The logistics of, okay. of where to leave your car. Yeah,
0: if you're not through hiking.
2: Yeah. You
1: know? so, so, yeah, what I would recommend is if you weren't looking for backcountry trails, check out your state forests, your Florida state parks. primitive. State parks are
2: going to be the, 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 the most secure and easiest. Yeah, the to, primitive to sites. Out. You want to mm-hmm. definitely yeah. go to the
1: primitive sites. And like you said, there's uh, water management districts and whatnot. I've seen some beautiful sites. They're inconvenient, but they're absolutely beautiful compared to – Maybe say the standard site at a state park.
0: You know, it's funny. Anytime we post one of these picturesque, beautiful backcountry sites, people are like, man, where is it? How can I get there? I'm like, well, you have to hike 13 miles. And they're like, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why it's beautiful. It's well, <laughs> <ask> not all <laughs> like that. Just
2: just like what Ryan was saying with <laughs> yes. Goldhead earlier, in the in the state parks, uh, the, the rangers and the directors yeah. really pick some awesome spots. Like you were saying that it was like right by the lake, Lake Johnson. Mm hmm. Um, they're there you know yeah. so it, it, it just depends on what adventure you want to jump yeah. on
1: All right. well we are uh, over on time so if you have any questions please hit us up on our email or on our social media we're more than happy to answer them and it's us answering them we don't have a robot or AI or anything like that okay <laughs> for for Ryan. <laughs> Great show. So thanks for tuning in. And as always, enjoy Florida responsibly.
0: Thank you for listening to the Florida Madcaps. We hope today's episode was enjoyable. Your input is important to us. If there is a topic that you would like to know more about, please let us know. The Florida Madcaps is presented in partnership with the Florida Springs Council, the only nonprofit advocacy organization focused solely on protecting our Florida Springs. Get a free spring sticker and join the Florida Springs Council at floridaspringscouncil.org slash madcaps. As a token of our appreciation, we are giving away a free madcap sticker to anyone who leaves us a review. All you have to do is send us your contact information to the email provided in our show notes. We will take care of the rest. Thank you for being a part of the Florida Madcaps community.